bringing the world to your world. This is WDW Today. December 2nd, I believe. Yes. And this is episode 1752 of WW Today. I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Terry Weaver. Still down to just the two of us. Uh, Will Haynes, Matt Giesler, the Grease, uh, Matt Lott. They've all left us for different reasons. Lott permanently. The others unavailable or sick. Yeah, the and, old, uh, and it's just back, us, back to us Will's again. Will's got the strep. He's got the strep. I had the strep a few weeks ago. And, uh, man, there's not a worse test than that strep test. It's like I would do I would do 100, like, actual shots before just the – I mean, I had to tell – when I had to get it done a couple weeks ago, I told the nurse who did it, I was like, I'm stopping you only because I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like, I'm going to throw up on you, and I don't want to do that, so you got to stop. Yeah. And then so we paused, and then we did it again. And like, well, it was confirmed. So I guess it was good. But in the world of being tested for you know COVID a million times, I'm so used to that now that it's like, can we just do it that way? And people complain about it, but comparatively, nothing. Yeah, the old uh, cotton swab on the back it. of the I throat just doesn't, doesn't do it for you. I'm not good at it. I'm very bad at it. Yeah. Uh, so well, that's not what we're talking about today. Well, Steakin is strap throat. I don't know how the Saturday, how he's like, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's been some Disney news, apparently. Yeah, since the last time we were on... Uh, the big news, obviously, was that Bob Chapek, uh, after every fan complained, uh, effectively resigned, in quotes, and was replaced back with Bob Iger. You know this. We've all talked about it. You've heard it ad, ad nauseum. But even since then, he's had he's now back in power, has had the press conference to kind of kick it off. They asked him the questions, the big ones, but the park reservation system. Asked about uh, being involved still politically and moving forward and what that would look like. And I think he overall had some really good answers. But then today, probably in the first slap, to the Walt Disney World fan community because people thought maybe there was a chance he was going to come in and save Splash Mountain. That was going to happen. Not but a chance. No, no, no. I never thought that was a chance. No. But I did think maybe it was going to be a perpetual hold just due to you know the way finances have been going. But they announced just today that Splash Mountain will end its legendary run on January 23rd, I believe is the final uh, days or January 22nd or 23rd. Uh, for Splash Mountain, maybe we could pull that up and figure out which which one. Twenty third, I believe. Twenty third. I think we've heard a little bit mixed. Twenty third will be it, and then it will be redone to Tiana's uh, Bayou Adventure, whatever they're going to call it, and that will be open allegedly by late twenty twenty four. So that is the big news coming out of uh, Walt Disney World right now. There's been a lot of conflicting and a lot of fake reports about the uh, reservation system. And whether it's going to go away, uh, there have been a lot of talks on annual passes on what happens with that. So, can we call this episode "Iger Strikes Back"? Yeah, or is I mean, this a tribute to all CEOs, but mostly Bob Iger? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Bob Iger did a fine job. Uh, I, I wasn't like out here always, you know, praising every every move he made. Um, I also think Bob Chapek, uh, while I think was not good at the public face of Disney, I think he he. he we can say that was not his strong suit. Uh, led the company through two years that Bob Iger got to conveniently skip of a lockdown, including the longest closure of the parks in history. So by months and months and months, and, and by Disneyland over a year. So I, I don't want to like give 
take away all of the things he's done. Uh, and Iger was still on salary. Yeah, chairman. Yeah. No. Right. He has the. In fact, one one of the uh, in the SEC filings, one of the things they mentioned was is that they are pausing his five year consultancy with the company because for the last two years he's been receiving um, two million dollars a year, which is basically what his salary is now. So it's odd that that's. Well, that? it's two million dollars a year plus 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 fifty billion that will come in uh, mm-hmm. based on you know his, a lot of it's based on uh, numbers and yeah, not, how things not, do. Not to mention he owns a, assumably he owns a significant amount of Disney stock. One would assume. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with stock, and a lot of it has to do with hitting certain goals, financial goals, yeah. uh, bonuses, and those kind of structures. But that's kind of here nor there. Uh, we'll see how things go over the next. Um, what What do you think? Because it seems like. You know, there's definitely a sense of relief in the Disney community. Everybody's just kind of like, oh, gosh. For sure. And I think... Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Because, I mean, when I was there, just the episode, I mean, you guys heard the tone of my trip report last time. The parks definitely weren't. Yeah, my mom listened, and she said, if Terry is talking about Disney this way, it makes me very concerned. Yeah. You know, she's, she's like, if, if really the, the biggest apologist for issues... Not that you were a, a pixie duster and, and couldn't see through it, but someone who really, it takes a lot to lose you. Yeah. It takes a lot to lose me too, uh, was saying we need to really look into the problems that are happening uh, and the service level that was happening. Uh, if it's coming to you, then things need to be taken care of. And I think people at least said it felt like at least we were heard as the customer. We were heard in this move. Whether this is going to be the long-term plan, obviously they said he's going to come in for a couple of years. I don't think he's going to run for president. Uh, you come in for a couple of years and see what happens. And what I think a lot of this is is course correcting. It's going to be a lot of course correcting, getting things back on track. Because uh, because we're not asking for this futuristic Disney experience that's unaccomplishable. We're asking for just how it was a handful of years ago. Uh, and before it became also insanely complicated. Yeah, one of the things that has been floating around the fan community, which has happened kind of before this started, which is arguably kind of depressing, which is a Disney commercial from 2015, I believe. I don't know if you've seen this commercial. But it's like, you know, cast members in a, you know, doing a, you know, happy little dance number, jazz hands and everything in front of the Riviera Resort, right when the Riviera, I guess, first opened and other places. And it's like, here's all the magic you can experience at Walt Disney World right yep. now. And it's like, Fast passes and Magical Express and uh, extra magic hours and experience the dining plan to make your trip budgeting easier. You know, like literally everything in the commercial is gone and and doesn't currently exist. Yeah, look, some of that was under people want to throw JPEG under the bus uh, under the under the Magical Express. Uh, Some of that was well on its way by the time Iger stepped down. And I think some of these had good intentions. I think Genie Plus, we talked about it. Genie Plus should have really, if, if, I mean, we predicted it and said, look, the app has never worked great, even when it was FastPass Plus. The, uh, the website, how many times you've seen that stitch that says, you know, the website's not working right now? Yeah. Uh, far too many for a company as large as Disney. Uh, technology has never been their greatest no. asset. But what has been the greatest asset is uh, the customer experience once you're there. And that then all of a sudden became tech heavy to the point where it was, uh, you know, for, for 50 years, if you've been taught this is how you go to Walt Disney World, to no longer be able to 
even see remotely that version of it anymore became all that hectic. I mean, to just, like, I've, I've gone through it so many times. I do think you're going to see things rolled back. I do think maybe not as far as people are expecting. No. Like, to remove Lightning Lane and go back to Fast Blast is a beast to try to do that. I, However, there's a way to move forward with Lightning Lane that is not how it is now. I just think that the problem with Genie Plus or Lightning Lane or whatever you want to... All I, of the add-ons. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. The functionality, if... The people who I understand are the most upset, and rightly so. Um, the people who are staying on property, no offense to the, those no, who I are know. staying at the wonderful Airbnb resort. No, but you mean, I understand that the staying on there property should be some comes, perks. comes with perks. Yeah. There should be some perks. And I think I think if they gave those people three, you know, potentially four, you know, guaranteed rides, so we got back to where we were, I think just that simple... Almost making it function more like the mask Max Pass functioned at Disneyland yeah. pre pre, which is still kind of confusing. Yeah, there's definitely a, there's definitely an abundance of confusion, and I think that's the yeah simplifying is going to be so. Much Lynn Tester wrote a fantastic article that we shared about basically that you know that we challenge we challenge Iger to go like you know experience the parks as a as a commoner and go through the process. And not have anybody escorting them on rides, but go try to enjoy the parks yeah. as a normal person and understand how complex it's become. Yeah. Like, and how much planning you have to do just to go there. And I'm actually, I don't think we should get rid of the park reservation system completely. I think it should be, I think the, the place and the time that it would be the best to remain is during these peak seasons. Like the folks that are there between Christmas and New Year's, the Fourth of July, because there's nothing more frustrating than getting to the gate the being capacity. turned away. Yeah. yeah. So those, so, so those. Let's say, I mean, let's just be honest. Three days a year, five days a year that they were hitting capacity. I mean, it really is not all that many. You're talking right. about Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, like I said, maybe the Fourth of July, and that's about it. Yeah, the third and fourth of July. Yeah, maybe Kingdom. make those specialty ticketed. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, now it is very. I, I think the park reservation system is actually the one that will go away relatively soon. I think you're still going to talk probably summer of next year, if I had to bet, because I think there are too many people have planned. And there's too many. There's too. There's too many people already on board. They have to like unlearn now and say now all the. Now I don't think a lot of them will complain because they'll go. Oh well, now we can do whatever. There was a report that annual pass holders will still be made to make park reservations and not be able to park hop after two, before two, and that park hopping would return for regular guests. I hate those restrictions on annual pass holders. Yes. I think it's insulting to to people who pay uh, the biggest ticket cost uh, to have unlimited access to the parks. Um, though I understand the concept of that, I really hope that's not the way this goes. I hope it just goes back to look the de- the, the demand is going <sighs> to. Sadly, if you look at the trajectory of the economy right now, things are going to get a little bit better, but they're not going to be, like, insane. So what you'd actually expect, I believe, is a little bit of a downturn in terms of hopefully people, not hopefully, of people going into the parks. Now, I'm not the person who hopes for this, but I do think the demand, there was a big demand in 2021, and there still is demand now with stimulus money that mm-hmm. went out, the people saving up their vacation time and money that they didn't have for years. That is starting to wear out. So maybe... You know, maybe that will that will start to pick back up, but I think that the first big one, if you want to make everyone happy, be a, be a bit of a savior for the parks people, 
which again, I don't think he's his number one. I don't think his number one is Parks. No. Number one is the fact that you just had the biggest financial flop. Honestly, I think the biggest Disney problem movies. the company has is the creative culture. Yeah. I think that's the biggest. And that's actually, if you've watched, and for those of you who, and Bring things shifted. Back to the office. Said, and things yeah. shifted for me, actually, when I watched the Day at Disney documentary that they came out with. I think it's called One Day at Disney. Yeah, something It like goes that. with a book. There's a series, but there's like a one-hour, two-hour special documentary. And there's something I definitely saw in Bob Iger just in how he showed up for the staff and creative. Like he was showing up for the for the brain trust meetings at Pixar. And just the fact that he was in that room says a lot about how much he cares. And I think that the, I, I think that is the um, – I think that's an important – thing that the company's yeah. got to turn around. I think the creative culture has suffered, obviously. And he said he believes they should be working shoulder to shoulder to get back to that creative, so he's calling a lot of people back into the office. Uh, I still think you're going to see a, a lot of changes that are going to happen. Uh, they're still going to do the hiring freeze and all of that, but I do think you're going to have that demand, which is not unlike what's happening in a lot of the social platforms, which is this saying, get back in the office or you're not going to have a job anymore. And I think they know that there's a good portion of people that are just going to go, well, then I'm not going to find another job. But then there's a lot of people that are, will have to go back and start working together. And they said the forefront of the decision-making now is creative. I think that that at least sounds good. The proof will be in the pudding. We'll see what actually happens. Um, you know, my, my thought is creative and, and serving your customer. And I don't think either are happening right now, really in the company at large in general. No. Uh, I mean, let's look at the major brands that are under Disney right now. Um, I'm a fan of a lot of them, obviously, but, uh, I don't know if any of them are really knocking it out of the park right now. Disney, let's go movie wise category. Like, look, you think of your Disney plus there. I think the national geographic's probably doing the best job. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know, there's been some good content. Really good content. Nat Geo has been a shocker. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Nat Geo, they had some great producers there, by the way, uh, putting out some really cool stuff. And then there's. Um, I did just see that the Animal Kingdom, uh, behind-the-scenes Animal Kingdom series that Josh Gad yeah. narrates comes back January 1. Oh, there's more of that? There's that's good. That. I really enjoyed those. Yeah, that's enjoyable. So, yeah. so let's say that you have that. Very small, probably one of the smaller categories, but I think actually does some of the best numbers on their platform. But then you go, okay, Star Wars. Uh, Andor was by far the biggest flop of the Star Wars uh, series. I mean, I think it's – I don't even know if that's even a, a – I think you can look at the numbers and as look at far that, as like viewership, or viewership, like viewership, viewership. People, the least interested people have been, and in Star Wars, probably on that show. Uh, I mean, it shows you much. I'm probably one of the biggest Star Wars fans, and I've not finished it. Uh, yeah, I, I've not started it mainly because I knew that the way that a lot of the s- series-based shows on Star Wars are much more enjoyable and more of a Two or three at a time. Yeah, watch them back to back because the the story falls apart in between episodes pretty badly. Yeah, and because um, I watched Obi Wan that way, I watched yeah. Obi Wan where I watched two, two, and two. Or I think it was just six of those, right? Yeah, and I think they dropped two or three at a time. The yeah, first one. but that was much better. I mean, that was really. I mean, that, and I think Obi-Wan's, that one did well. Yeah, Obi Wan I think was the biggest series they've had, uh, and it was other. Than, I think even I think it premiered the biggest. I think the Mandalorian built over time. It, like the which, buzz started happening. Which in Mandalorian is became because Star Wars fans would say. That that's their least favorite. Obi Wan? No, that just of that era of Star Wars. We always hear about the oh the prequels, the prequels yeah. and stuff like. So there's a huge group, huge huge group of people that grew up on the prequels, and they're they they're are ready. honestly they're the fans who should be servicing for Star Wars. 
um, because that's the current audience. The current audience, my age group, that, that grew up on the on on the prequels. And you know, I grew up. I'm kind of at the tail end of the original trilogy, which I mean, that's that's my favorites. But I was t- 13, 12, 13 when Phantom sure. Menace came out, uh, and then that took me through my until I was an adult. They were making those movies, so I do have a really special place in my heart for that. And then the Clone Wars, which I love, and then you know they've come up with all these sort of Clone Wars alternatives, Bad Batcher, uh, Tales of the Jedi, and 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 some of these are definitely more adult aimed. Uh, Tales of the Jedi is brutal, by the way, if you haven't watched it. But then you okay, then you move in from away from Star Wars. They announced then Mandalorian's coming back in March. I think a little late. Yeah. I think that's um we need some love for Star Wars. I mean, I I kind of don't like this in the streaming world either. It's kind of like Ted Lasso right now. It's been over a year, like 14 months since the last season yeah. ended. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like I know there's some data analytics behind it, but don't get me used to something. Yeah, but I, I normally have throw to wait it from off. like I normally have to wait from like Mother's Day to like the day after Labor Day for a show to come back on again. For yeah, exactly. That's what we've been accustomed to. We've been accustomed to three or four months. But even now, let's say it's a year. That's fine. But this idea of like 16 months, like, like the Mandalorian has been off the air. I'm kind of sad there take wasn't away those a, World, Fett episodes. a World Cup special for Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like a, a very obvious Tie-in. thing. The yeah, Boba Fett uh, ended, it started what, Christmas of last year? Yeah. It, so... And then the Mandalorian was a year before that. It's been it'll be two and a half years almost since the or year and a half since the last season of your most popular Star Wars show. I don't really understand those decisions. Then you go back one more. You go over to what's going on at Disney movies. Obviously, there is a, a, a free fall happening at Disney and Pixar. I'd say right now in terms of what these movies are. I like some of them, but you're talking about if we're just looking at box office, we're looking Oof. at financials. Uh, not good. It's not good. Strange World's biggest bomb they've had, I think, ever. Uh, Lightyear bombed also. You look back to Encanto, theatrically, you can give it a pass because it was still kind of, theaters weren't fully reopened last Christmas. And then that movie just took off. But again, they also trained us to go, Strange Worlds will be on Disney Plus within six to eight weeks. And my kid, and they seemed to also just, I think they knew it wasn't great. It's like, I barely saw any marketing Hardly any marketing. It almost didn't exist. The first piece of marketing I saw was at the, after the thing, we were standing there about to go up the, the escalators to the garage. And everyone was standing there. And I was there with a couple of, like, hardcore Disney people. Yeah. Like, And I, I literally I said, is anyone excited for this movie? Or can anybody tell me what this movie is about? And none of them could. I mean, and there were, like, ten of us yeah. that, I would, that I would say, like. I don't think I saw the trailer until we saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile, which was only, like, October. You know, and that's the first time I really even knew that this was a thing, especially that it was coming out this soon. Uh, but that being said, you, you can go through all the Muppets. Who knows? They're trying to reboot the Muppets a million times. Who All the other Disney, Marvel, uh, you know, they sunk a lot into the series. I think they've had some hits and misses in the series. I loved Hawkeye. Hawkeye didn't finish, I'll be honest. I loved She-Hulk. I know a lot of people didn't, but I loved She-Hulk, except for that bananas ending. Other than that, I thought it was a fantastic show. I hope they do more. Uh but I haven't gone to see the last handful of the theatrical releases. Uh, last one I saw was Spider-Man. I think um, No Way Home. I didn't see Thor Love and Thunder theatrically. I haven't seen Wakanda forever. And I probably won't. And it's nothing against those movies. I'm just not all that intrigued. But then yesterday hit the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. And that looks like the most unbelievable movie I've... I've I don't think I've been exci- so excited, but also so like heartbroken in a trailer going, man, I don't want this story to end. I've loved every piece of it for the last decade. 
I'll say this. I watched the holiday special this weekend. Uh, it's unbelievably and good. And I have never laughed so hard at my television it's on a streaming server. It was just great and fun. See, so you have that silly. creative visionary, James Gunn. On his way to DC. Gone. Gone. So probably yeah. you're, to me, yes, yeah, so you have Kevin Feige running Marvel, but yeah. you have your biggest, the guy who has created, I think, the most yes. fun and most successful yes. uh, brand, the Guardians of the Galaxy, who, which, by the way, I believe there's not a bit of Guardians of the Galaxy content right now that has come out under the under Marvel, not just with James Gunn and the helm, because all of it he sort of at least had something to do with, that's been bad. It's all been really good. Guardians 1 is amazing. Guardians 2 is great. The holiday special was incredible. Their moments in the Avengers movies are great. Uh, their moments in Thor, Love and Thunder were great. Even if it was very limited, I felt a little misled. Uh, and now you have this movie to wrap it all up. I'm really excited for it. That trailer dropped yesterday. So did the trailer for Indiana Jones. And the I, that title's going to have to grow on me. What is it? Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Yeah. That's a weird title, man. It's just a, it's I'm a, sure it'll mean something. but like, is it, all, And all I can think of is like, what's, it just feels like a soap tie-in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I guess the other ones, if you think about uh, the the Temple of Doom. Yeah, yeah, very, very. Uh, I haven't. I, they, you, we've just gotten used to those. So maybe the Dial of Destiny will have that. And what is it? Is it is it time travel? We don't really know. The we don't trailer know. you see de-aged. It just Harrison that looks great. It definitely looked and felt like okay, Indy's back. It looks fun. I'll, uh, be, I'll certainly see it. But I, you know, if you if you if you rewind back to us at home, you know, Brady Bunch style and our Zoom style yeah. live streaming of this when we first when we when, when none of us were coming in here. Period. Um. One of the things I remember saying, and I remember, and I, and I and I think we're seeing it now, is that Disney, if Disney can't figure out how to retain some talent, we're going to have a problem. And now we're starting to see the consequences of not hanging on to talent yeah. through, and understandably, right? And not all of it has been because of the pandemic. Some of it has been because, you know, one of the things. Well, that, James Gunn was fired, rehired, yes, brought and, back. You know, there has been a lot of that under the the late era of of Iger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I still argue that one of Iger's biggest mistakes was not finding a way to restore John Lasseter and to find a way for him to get help and therapy and those things because he was there. He, he was the heir apparent. Yes. For maybe not the CEO. I do think that's a that's CEO is such a different job. It yes. almost should be well, split between a few different well, people. And that's but exactly the head of creative. right. Disney, Disney has proved what we've learned from Chapek is that Disney only functions well when there's a two-headed monster. We need a, a, a CEO and a chief creative officer. That's how Disney yeah. works. And they need to find somebody um, somebody like a, you know, if it's not a Lasseter, to bring back someone from the film industry like a Jerry Bruckheimer, someone who's got a lot of, like, just... Yeah. And I, and I think that goes back to culture, right? Like, Disney got to be the place where nobody could speak up. And I'm looking at their 20... 23. I just pulled up the 2023 releases. Releases for film or television or what? Yeah, just the release schedule. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what. I I, I am excited about one of these. Right. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. The Quant- Quantum Media. Okay. Next uh, goal. See, that's like an okay. Like, okay. Like yeah. up. Next goal wins. Truth. truth truthfully, likely me seeing Ant Man three or whatever this is in theaters is probably probably low. Probably like, pretty low. I'll, I'll watch it on Disney Plus in a couple yeah. years. Yeah, probably two months. That's the thing it'll be available. Yeah, next goal wins. Don't know what that is. I don't even know what it is. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 May 5th, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, I'll be yeah. there day one. Uh, Little Mermaid, okay. I'll watch it on Disney+. My Plus. kids are excited for it. I'll see it. 
Elemental. Oof, that's looking rough from Pixar. Uh, I don't know much about it. I've seen the. It's I, like, I know uh, work on it. They've been posting some cool stuff. It's like the elements come to life. The elephants come to life. Not yeah, the elephants. The elephants. <laughs> that's yeah. your. That's your thing. That yeah. The ele- but it looks very like. It's just cool, like artsy. It's right. somewhere between Soul and uh, Inside Out. Okay. Now the the sequel to Inside Out that's coming, I think, in 2024. Yeah. Inside that's yeah June of 2020. I'm excited about that. Indiana Jones five June 30. The Marvels July 28th. What what is the Marvels? Like the movie the Mar- like okay. Yeah. Um, Haunted Mansion, August 11th. Yeah, I mean I'll be there, but right now there's no known hype for it. Yeah, True Love. That must be an anime. Blade, and Wish. Uh, I'll wrap see- up the year. Wish, yeah. Wish has that Thanksgiving weekend, so yeah, Wish they're betting a lot on that. Yeah, ooh. Blade. I mean, we, we talked about this yesterday on on uh, my podcast with my brother. You know, Top Gun Maverick came back to theaters today, oh. like full release, full. I'm getting ads served. Top Gun Maverick in theaters. Oh, because it's about week. to go to Paramount Plus on Christmas Day. Yeah, but that means for a month they released it to get because they know they can compete too. They know they yeah. have, there's there's not enough at the theaters right now that people are going to see that maybe they'll be like I'll go see this movie that came out seven months ago that we've all seen, and I may I may take my I'm, son. He, I, my son didn't get to go see it in theaters, and I, I kind of would to like see it to see IMAX. it in IMAX. I would actually yeah. consider going to see I don't it. I know if it's playing in IMAX, but they've that and obviously they have Avatar coming out in two weeks, which um, I think people are more excited than I was expecting yeah. for Avatar. I, I'll probably see Avatar: The Way of Water within the first week or two of its release. Okay. Uh, I don't. I'm not gonna probably. That wasn't on this list. Which that's next year. It's because this is the Avatar is in like two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that says a lot, as you said, with like the talent retention and those sides of it. And James Gunn proved because he made uh, the Suicide Squad, which was solid, and then he made Peacemaker, which was unbelievably great. I mean, Peacemaker is the crown jewel to me of the of the DC, uh, of the DC whatever you call it, expanded extended universe. I loved it, and then Black Adam came out. It's also solid. I don't, I don't, I don't think that many people saw it, but I think it did really well for a couple of weeks. But I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. But I think uh, James Gunn is is just incredible. So I mean, people brought up I didn't mention the rides. That's true. I mean, you have two hit rides even under the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you had that show. You had the Guardians of the Galaxy show that was really fun. Not many people saw because it ended up closing because of COVID. It used to oh, be in the American the, Theater. Yeah, I've got um, our uh, friend. Uh, our friend Derek Frank said he was telling me this week that he auditioned yeah, for that show. Yeah, and uh, my buddy PJ he played um, he played Star Lord. Uh, he was also Bill in the Bill and Ted shows on Halloween Horror Nights. Nice. And it was a really fun show. And then you had the the Tower of Terror reboot, which that tells you something. People were not thrilled the Tower of Terror was getting a revamp, even in California, and they knocked it out of the park with Guardians of the Galaxy. And now you have the ride at Epcot, one of the coolest, most interesting rides that yes. existed. As much as it doesn't really tell. I mean, it tells an amazing pre-story. We've talked about that. The actual ride. I don't know what, what's I, happening. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But before you get on the before ride, you go there, and then like when you get back, it feels like maybe that's the point. Like because when you welcome when they welcome you back when you're sitting there kind of waiting yeah. to unload. Like before then, it's like oh okay. Yeah. I that, tell my kids we have to do it in a couple weeks because like we want to do the Christmas. Uh, oh, you want to do the, the Christmas. Christmas version? But one of my kids like I'm not doing that again. She's like it ruined my day. I'm like okay, oh I understand. It, it's a weird feeling. Uh, but that. You know, being said, I've said that a bunch of times now. I feel like I keep saying that. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks at Walt Disney World. I think that this is... You'll, I think you're going to see major, minor major changes quickly. Whatever can be done to start easing things, and that's mainly what's going to be easing things, will happen. 
I think the you're major going to ones see, is going to take time. I think you're going to see some like lip service kind of things. And since it feels like Disney podcasts predict anything, I predict we're going to bring in a legend to do something. We're going to bring back Tony Baxter to do something with Figment. We're going to bring back Joe Rody to, to reimagine the new dinosaur area. Not not to rehire these people because they have a hiring freeze. We're going to bring back, you know, um, who's your buddy that did the the guy that did uh, just re- retired. You like you love him. Um, Lafferty. Uh, Kevin Rafferty. Yes, who did you know, the Runaway Railway was maybe, his last maybe, thing, maybe which I Maybe bring loved. him back in to... Uh, maybe. That stuff could happen. There, there's... Like, not even, like, to be in, but just to, like, celebrate, like... How about just finish Epcot, clean it up? Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, get those things done. Get Tron open, get Epcot cleaned up, get rid of the park reservation system. Those are three big things that are going to go. And then you have the Fast Pass issues with Genie Plus. Just make it feel fair again. Make it feel customer driven again that's all it is i'm not talking about there has to be no genie plus no lightning lane no lightning lane plus but simplify it so much of this is just going to be making it a better experience for your customer that's going down there um but i do think park reservations will officially unofficially go away fairly soon they will change i think you're just gonna you may not see i don't know that you're gonna see this sweeping the one vibe that we kind of got from Iger is that i don't think he's ready to like Okay, he's coming back for two years. Yeah. Two years is a really short time to do what he's tasked with. Yeah. He's tasked with identifying and raising up a leader, um, either from within. There's already been rumors. Forget the Apple rumors. The more likely of the Rupers, ru- ru- Rupers, Rupers. Rupert Murdoch is yeah, running. Yeah, Rupert Murdoch is buying Walt Disney World. <laughs> yeah. uh, Quote Terry Weaver. The um, Tom, is it Staggs? That's a person. Yeah. Yeah. His co- he owns a streaming company. There's been rumors that there's been some conversations about purchasing his company. I don't and think potentially that, bringing him back to be CEO. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know a ton about him. I do think the Apple stuff isn't just rumors. I think these are real talks happening. Whether it's going to happen or not, I think will be a, a, a big deal. But I think I think these conversations are occurring. Yeah, I, I and think, I think they're, they're always occurring. By always the way, occurring. I think that you you talk about any of these major corporations and major entertainment brands. They're always talking. They're always like if you're a publicly traded company, you're always for sale. I mean, in some way, yeah. you're you're always looking at what's the best for the stockholder. And if the best for the stockholder uh, is to sell to another major company, uh, then that's what will happen. I don't know if Disney is too big to be purchased. You know, Disney could probably buy some things. I don't um, know. I, 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 unless some it's someone companies. who has no media, you know, empire. Um, well, you'd say that, I mean, Apple could really use having a creative, yeah, the ha- having a huge creative de- department. They've yeah. had some successes on their own, but nothing like that they really could use if they had it. Well, I think Disney is probably worth a couple hundred billion dollars at this point. You know, you have an Elon Musk who just bought. A company solo for forty four billion or whatever ended up yeah. being. There are people in companies that have that kind of money that can, yeah, that could do it. Um, but I, I think that's again, those are conversations. I think that are always happening. We'll see. I hope not. But being honest, I like the Walt Disney Company operating independently and being the one who, who acquires the other companies yeah. and still having the Walt Disney Company as the top corporate because I do think having a creative. Having a company that's still run the number one thing, that's what you got to at least give it to Disney, is unlike Comcast, Xfinity, that now own Universal, and own Sony, 
listen, uh, the number one, the only thing, I mean, Disney lives and dies on entertaining their customers, whether that, yeah. whether on all of their platforms, they're an Iger, entertainment company. Iger specifically said we're a storytelling company. Yeah, and I think that is important yeah. for America, honestly, to have. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would I would feel differently about Apple if they if Apple had a. You know, this, this is turning into a business podcast really quick. It's fine. There's but nothing if, really in the parks to talk about right but, now. It's but if, if Apple had a really uh, strong leader, yeah. you know, I, I don't think Tim Cook is. He's fine. He's just kind of quiet. He's he's not a personality, and I think no. that that's a. Apple itself is a pretty gnarly beast to lead, um, and then you throw Disney on top of it. Although there probably is no two companies that have more like synergy around creativity and innovation yeah. than the, those two. Yeah, so. I mean, the Jobs family, I still believe, is the number one stockholder of of Disney, Disney, of Disney uh, because Steve Jobs had the most when they sold Pixar. Uh, so you look at that, but that's not who you're talking about. No. We're not talking about Steve Jobs. If Steve, if Steve Jobs was here, I think it would already be done. Possibly. Yeah, it at least would have been something you'd feel pretty you much more least, comfortable with. There would have been an attempt. Yeah. Um, and I think the... I think you're right, though. I think that there is no single element of the Walt Disney Company from top to bottom, from ABC, yeah. ESPN, to Hulu. An entertainment company. But none of it is functioning at A+. No, I mean, you even think about, like, I, I watched this series on Hulu right now, and after it was over, after like eight weeks of it being on, I don't even know why I pay for it. Like, it just sits there dormant for 80% of the year. Apple Plus, I feel the same way. Like I'm excited for, I watch I watch Mythic Quest. So once a week, I'm watching a show on there for the next six weeks, and then I'm not going to watch it until they put Ted Lasso on. And then I'm going to watch that, and then I'm going to watch nothing for a year and a half, and I'm just going to sit there paying for it. Uh, I don't feel that way with Disney Plus. I, I turn on Disney Plus. The kids do really pretty regularly. They have had a decent amount of content stream through, uh, but it is interesting. You mentioned the time frame thing, like Mighty Ducks. Game Changers, the first season, I loved. I watched every, my wife and I watched every episode. Yeah. Uh, they put up this one. I watched the first one, and it was fine. I didn't dislike it. I just was like, you know, I've seen it. You were already done with it. I'm done with it. You were emotionally no longer connected to yeah, the story. Yeah, like, Emilio Estevez is gone. Oh, is he? He's not in the second season. No, because he would not, uh, this is just true, he, I don't think he would get vaccinated, so he wouldn't uh, do season two. And when that happened, oh, it's kind of, I, I understand it because they were trying to shoot it in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, it does go, man, that was like the main reason I was watching was for Gordon Bombay. And to take that away, now they tried to bring back other legacy characters to kind of fill that spot, but he's the legacy character. Yeah, he is. He is, and, he is the Mighty Duck. Right. Uh, so, I, I don't know. People you know I think are, there is a lot of confusion. People are talking in the chat right now about the park reservation system going. They're going away. They're continuing. I've seen a graphic. I know like a graphic went around no, the yesterday. Graphic is, the it's graphic not real. Is, it's not real. I'm sorry to, to ruin your day. I still no. think it's happening. I still uh, think although, a lot of those things get, by the way, I believe they could be real in the sense of, I think Disney floats a lot of things out there. We know they do. Yes. We know they do. Okay. Not that we're involved in it. But I've had stuff get to us to essentially start talking about through weird sources, uh, not necessarily through Disney, uh, that end up being true. And it was just to almost test the waters of the, of the fan base. Yeah. And, I and think you, they can't know. Tell me, you can't tell me that the the the... the you know, we've we've all hated on WD News today, but the things that they've released, you know, those things got leaked to them somehow. Yeah. Somebody said, "Hey, do you guys want to talk about the? Uh, let's see what happens when we talk about the the Bears." Like, I'll be honest, the right, exactly. 
And and I'll be honest, I think those guys have done a a, a pretty good great job over the last few months of kind of making their content a little bit more even reliable. So yeah, uh, and, uh, and, I would and say a little that- less. Uh, I don't want to say less edgy because it still is what it is, but being a I little mean, more reliable. I and, mean, dude, they they literally threw a farewell party for Pop Chapek. So yeah, that's, let's may, not, that's maybe a little that's maybe giving them a little too much credit. They, they, then. But 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 God, compared to like Inside the Magic, oh, dude, Inside the Magic, Inside the, gone God, off the rails. I, I mean, feel look, I feel like people did when we took over this show uh, from when Ricky sold Inside the Magic because it's like, oh, I mean, I still click on some things and I'm like, Logan, you know, you're clicking on clickbait. Yeah, you know very, that if this was a real story. You would have heard about it, not through them. Times. It's not the Disney parks close, you know. It's like read four paragraphs, get served eight ads, and then by the end, uh, you'll get something. So I, I do feel like they've uh, uh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe now I'm comparing what were my two biggest sources, which I feel like were for news, WWE News Today, and uh, and Inside the Magic. I'm like, well, one of these is totally off the rails. Uh, and a lot of them are gone too. You know, a lot of classic. All ears is doing some good stuff too. I'll give it to them. Uh, they're doing some really good stuff on Instagram. They have some really fun content that me and my kids are enjoying. So yeah, uh, I like the people there too. I, I like. I, I you know I have no like beef with anybody. Yeah, I feel like and I and I feel like the content. I talked to Lintest a little bit, and it was sort of like, and everyone that I've talked to in this community, it's very much has a feeling of like, okay, we did this, right? Like we they were you were list you were hurt. We were we 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 spoke up and we said, uh, <laughs> we were even joking like, "Hey, should we run out? Like, can we run out of hoop? Should we have a party at Hoop to Do? Should we have a late night bash at the at the Hoop to Do musical review?" To just <laughs> he's like, "We need two shows." Yeah. Uh, so like, I think that there's just a general sense from the community that they've been heard, and we'll know over the next few months. We'll know. I, I think yes, that graphic think, that everybody's like saw. I, I don't think that's that far from the truth. Yeah, it's right after the the um, marathon weekend. I think there's stuff to, that, that has nuggets of of truth to it. Yeah, I think I think there will be some changes around then. I, I'm with you too. Like I don't know that they're ready. There are some advantages that they get from the reservation system as far as scheduling and yeah, data. I mean, there's a lot of data. We said I don't think anyone would have a problem with it. If one uh, park hopping, that needs to change. That that's that's an easy one. We, we can to change just that go, tomorrow. Like, go park hopping now happens whenever the heck you want. Yep. If you have a ticket, if you paid the extra absorbent money to have park hopping, you could go in at eight a.m. whatever and and go to whatever park you want to immediately. Park reservations aren't even needed. That's something that can be done very easily. So let's start there. Park hopping and and for annual pass holders too, for that matter. Both of those things can go annual pass. Hopefully, it could go back on sale, because uh, you're not talking about it, the reservation system. Only made sense as a customer um, with COVID, with with real restrictions, with real capacity restrictions. Now, it's it's not it's not what it was. So. And then at some point, that just becomes taking advantage of um, a bad situation. Yeah. And, and again, what other – I do always have to look at this, and you have to look at it in different ways. Is a movie ticket somewhere around $20? We've always said, well, movie ticket's $20, and a Walt Disney World ticket's $100. Sure, that makes sense because the amount of time you're getting entertainment, that that adds up. Even if you don't like it, it's $100. If we're, if we're kind of adjusting for inflation, if you will, in entertainment dollars, that makes sense. Uh, the idea of not that, having to buy a theme park ticket uh, 
for a specific is only because that's the way they've taught us. You know, it's only because that's the way they've taught us. If you had said when Walt Disney World opened, you have to buy a ticket to one of these parks on this day, like you're going to a concert or whatever, and no one would have a problem with it. It's just uh, this situation being that this is just how we've done it for so long. But, I mean, I'm looking right now and at the reservation system. And other than some very limited options around Christmas and New Year's, I mean, I mean, good luck. You're not getting into the Magic Kingdom right now from the 19th, the 19th on. Wow. Through the that's, rest of the year. That's when the Christmas parade becomes. Yeah, and like I'm going on one of those days, but I already have my reservations, hopefully. Uh, but every other park is open most time. Occasionally, Hollywood Studios pops negative. And the 31st, the only worry place you can go is the Animal Kingdom for, for uh, that. Now, starting January 2nd through forever, green. it's all green. Uh, and that's just theme park tickets. That's not resort hotels. That's not annual passes. Now, annual pass, let's say resort hotels, uh, it's still about the same. There's not much Magic Kingdom available. Annual passes, let's see. For some reason, that takes you to a different website. It's even more complicated to look at. You got to... God, it's such a mess. They just I mean watching Never you mind. do this on a screen from a side angle. It's just like, and I've what? done this forty times, and it's like you know right where to go, and it's still like, why is this? It all locked up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like the front side. There we froze. go. Yeah, you actually, if you are um, an annual pass holder right now, you can get in every day in perpetuity, including Christmas Day, New Year's Eve. Oh, all parks are available. If you are a top tier in credit pass huh. with no blackout date, so I, mean, I can go on New Year's Eve. You know, that's pretty interesting too. Usually, it's not like that. Yeah, well, that, that I kind of wonder if they've just said. I kind of wonder if that's the change. Is that a change we just haven't noticed? Which is just annual pass holders at this point. Or just you can get in if your pass isn't blocked, you can get in. Now next week there are some. So like start tomorrow, it's not all available. So maybe it's just less dates. But right now, I mean, you could go Christmas Day. You could go New Year's Eve. And that's crazy. And yeah. I and I you know I, I mean, mean I, I may make those park reservations just because I've never had. Okay, I'll do that too. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's interesting that. I know what they're trying. They're trying to address. Have they? I haven't heard anything about the the, the hiring freeze pertaining to the parks. Like I feel like that's going to be separate because they still they still need people at the park. Yeah, it sounded like this was more like full, full time full time yeah. staff. Uh, no, some more parks it was different. Not yeah. They said there's essential. Like I'm sure if you do want to do custodial work at the Magic Kingdom, there's probably yeah uh, some availability. Well. Maybe though I don't know. One of the other things that came out this Hourly past couple stuff. weeks um, is Disney purchased a cruise ship, like half a cruise ship or something, right? Like a well, it's called the Global Dream, and the Global Dream was on deck to be the largest capacity cruise ship ever made. Okay, um, and it's reported that Disney paid. A, now, if this was undone, this would have been completed under JPEG. Under JPEG, so this might be the best profit thing he ever did the whole time. <laughs> because it's believed that the purchase price um, was $41 million, which is 3%. Say, which sounds like nothing. Which is 3%. Um, I mean, it's obviously they, not nothing, but for a cruise ship. Well, the cruise ship, they've been rough. They that's basically like, bought that, it That's for like scraps. a big yacht. <laughs> a a yes. private jet. Yeah, that's like Steve Jobs' yacht was yeah. worth more than that, right? Yeah. Um, the original estimate on the Global Dream was $1.8 billion. But, but they couldn't finish it. Like it was like it's like but, Versailles, the home in Orlando, the largest yes. world's largest home. It's like too big of a project for this company to have actually done. And Disney's expected to spend another billion. Yeah, so that's the thing. They're buying but, it, but they're having to. But spend even it. if they end up spending one point one billion dollars, that's almost a 
forty percent discount yeah. on a cruise ship. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what cruise ships really usually cost. I don't know that. I, I, mean, I don't know that data. That size. I mean, it's it's bigger. It's significantly bigger than the other. Yeah. Than the than the wish. Um. So okay. yeah, yeah. I'm excited. That's interesting. I I think there's there's something to be said about the Disney cruise I've been on. The, the ships aren't. Just, I like the wonder and the magic myself. I like the size. I like the sort of smaller, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. It doesn't feel like you're insane because I've been on some of those big, like some of those Royal Caribbean ones that are they roll out. Like they look amazing, but also, you know, miles long. It feels like to get around. Do, you, do I really want to go on a go karts and yes, a ice skating rink just for the novelty of it? Yes, I do. Well, I do want go karts. Go karts want- seem awesome. Whenever I see the go karts on the cruise ships, I'm like, okay. That looks cool. Have you been on one with the go karts? I feel like you have. Go, do you you been on one of the cruises with the go karts on the back? No, no, but you do. He does a lot of the cool cruises. You did the Virgin. Uh, yeah, I did the Virgin. That's, we're looking Virgin, hard. Right? The, yeah. the Virgin's running a sale right now. They ruined cruises. Virgin had a Virgin had a deal for a cruise. See, I got children. It's a it, you know, the you, sale you can't ends, take kids. I think the sale ends today, but if you can leave on the eighth of December. Well, that's it's $129 in a, week. <laughs> a person with a balcony for an eight-night cruise. All right. I quit my job. <laughs> so there went Tim. Yeah, Tim is booking awesome. a cruise right now. That's a pretty good deal. That's a little scary for the company, just being like- Well, uh, no. That's just their last minute. There's just openings. Last minute. And then there's a- It's like the Galactic Star Cruiser. Now with your DVC points, what? You get 30 or 40% off or something, right? Yeah. And that's and that's kind of the thing. Those are the- Let's talk about the Star Cruiser for a minute because right. I've not yet had the privilege yeah, to so do let's it. Let's talk about the best-themed experience. In the history of the Walt Disney Company, and also maybe one of the biggest yeah. financial failures. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Bob Weiss was on the on the on a cruise this week before he he's kind of making his Imagineering retirement tour. All right, but I saw him post that he just he, it was an amazing experience because yeah. obviously he spearheaded that. He was uh, like, "Man, there's no one here. It's great. <laughs> it's empty." Well, they probably called him up and go, "Bring your family, Bob." I mean, We've they, got room. they did that to a lot of travel agents. Yeah, a lot. If you've seen all of a sudden, you're like, "All my travel agent friends are on the Galactic Star Cruiser." I wonder why. Yeah, and, uh. and I and I and I and once again, the problems with the Star Cruiser I don't think are very large. I think all you have to do is provide me something I can't get excursion wise. Just take me to Galaxy's Edge and feed me under the under yes. the Falcon. I would agree with that, and I think it's just been it, again it was bad marketing because I don't I think it is providing you with something that you can't get on anywhere any place on this planet. You can get that experience or anything even close but, to it. But the problem is, but the is price that- point is cost prohibitive to anyone who's not me and said, I'll pay whatever it is to do this. Yeah. Uh, because it meant that much to me to live Star Wars for a couple of days. I still, my my kids and I talk about it every single day. It comes up in conversation. We're listening to that really weird, still Leia and Han romance novel they put out on the Star Cruiser. <laughs> so weird. I mean, I like it, but I mean, there are moments I have to skip when I'm in the car with the kids being like, oh, this is. This is supposed to be Star Wars. Uh, it's a little adult here, and it's not that adult. But yeah, they're doing that too. That's where I'm. So, they're sort of missing the mark. Is you know there was some language in Andor that was more than normal, and there actually was supposed to be, let's say, one of the more extreme profanities that was supposed to be at the very end of Andor. They shot it. It was supposed to be there, and thankfully, Disney at the last minute, literally at the last minute, apparently a week before it aired, said, "We're not going to allow you to put an f bomb in Star Wars." Uh, who th- approved that to begin with? One, it's just so out of context, out of universe for Star Wars. Well, I think and it's so sort of- out of the mission of Star Wars, which was always to be something that was enjoyed together as a family. And it, when when that really became reality, they had done that. 
If someone Disney didn't smarten up and I'm watching Andor and they're dropping F-bombs in this show, I would have been like beyond upset. And I think, you know, everyone's kind of talked about Disney being woke and, you know, you go woke, you go broke. And come on. what What's happened here with Disney isn't the fact that Disney is anytime you have an, an agenda that's not the actual agenda of the of the company your company fails. And the agenda of Disney is to be a remarkable company that tells great stories, that provides great experiences and that families know. And if, and if you start to put things into the story that don't make the story better, but that just promote your agenda, it doesn't matter what story you're telling. Yeah. It takes away from it. And I, I, I agree. And look, there are, they have other brands. They have Hulu. They have, yes, uh, they had Miramax. They had other things. You can have more adult content. You can put, Disney Plus, where now I have to have a locked account because you put Deadpool on there. That's fine. You know, I don't love it, but it's it's fine. I don't love that that's on Disney Plus. You know, I feel like that still should probably be somewhere else. Uh, but that's fine. But Star Wars, which I would say even more so than Marvel, has meant something. Again, it's kind of like Disney Parks. It meant something consistently for 45 years. And then to pull something at the last second... And kind of, again, not unlike the Turning Red situation, which, again, I love that movie, but feel like you're being betrayed and tricked. But it was, it, it was an agenda just for like the sake of having an, an, an agenda. Yeah. And it wasn't to make the story better. Yeah. If, if, it, if it makes the story better, just like in songwriting, if it makes the song better, fine. But I don't think this – I don't think that – I, I, I have, I have seen, I have had two or three friends send me a reel this morning, of uh, all the other places they should have used the S word, in yeah. uh, in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, move my phone. Yeah, we sorry. Were, we are mute. You're mute. We were you just hearing nothing. You're just hearing me yelling about nothing. That's why I was saying it was probably went it was, better off that it way. It was all my profanity. So. <laughs> Can uh, we just put a big bleep in the edited version of the show? Yeah, no, but okay, we'll get back on track to the parks and the and the the cruise ships. Um, I don't even know how I got to this part of the Star Wars and and oh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, the discounts, uh, DVC, and you said the fixing it would be that, and I said it's a great experience, price point cost prohibitive for those who are not hardcore fans, and now we are here and we're also we also have it placed in a Star Wars timeline, and for some reason they have decided Disneyland can break the timeline and we can't, and I don't understand. That part yeah, at all. I don't, and I don't know if you've seen the footage of Mandalorian and the and Grogu running cool. around. A, it's cool. B, it's insanity because everybody wants part of it. And and like, and I think that's the Disney company has started to take itself too seriously. It you know like okay I get it. There's a timeline and all that. You know who doesn't care? Me. We're well, we're, and, we're and, all smart and, people. And your and your children, who it's like, okay, yeah. it's cool that I can see, and you haven't seen the other. We we gave up on. I mean, when was the last time we saw the the the, the character? Or is it is is uh, who's the character from the novel that's in Galaxy's Edge? Vi Marati. Vi, I yeah. haven't seen her in the last couple of trips. No, I haven't either. Yeah, um, I saw her last year. They briefly mentioned her when you're on the Star Cruiser. It's not even she's not even really a a big character on that, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Uh, there's a ton of other original characters. Uh, but she did not make the cut. Yeah, I don't understand why there's not. I mean, let's just embrace. Just embrace that the audience is. Look, I understand you don't. You don't want to break that for the people that are going on the Star Cruiser, but it's a small percentage of people that are a very, very small percentage of people that are there. Um, 
and you could still do stuff that that doesn't do that and they have ways like the pre-show that changes for the falcon if you're a member of the uh if you're on star cruiser yeah they have ways to still influence the story and move you forward um i mean let's be honest how many hours are we talking about we're talking about maybe maybe three days a week for what three hours yeah that people are off planet right on the planet uh, I would say it's more than that time-wise. You're probably – a lot of people do spend the majority of their day. Okay. And they do leave the area. We didn't just because we're people who've gone to the parks a million times. I mean, why leave the area? Why not stay in the – We let... stayed in the universe, and we also just wanted to get back to the ship and do some fun st- – more stuff on there. Yeah, because uh, you can't do that the next day. Yeah. Yeah, because you pretty much get up, and they're like, show's over, go home. Uh – yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I think that that's something that could could be accomplished. I think the changes the star. I'm concerned for the Star Cruiser. If I'm being honest, I'm concerned that that project somehow gets. I don't think they'll just scrap it because you have a building there that looks amazing. But I also look at it and go, I it's got to be insanely expensive to operate it. And if you're talking about a very you know cruise ships that are or cruises Star you know Galactic Star Cruiser whatever whatever you want to call them that are 25 percent full. Yeah, you can. You're do that. canceling. You know, one of the dinings, I think you much... cast, which we know is happening, like uh, the you know, servers and those kind of things. I think it'd be much better to reduce to do a sale and fill it back up, and then to start to offer new experiences and new. I mean, I mean, or here's it gets a, here's cut a, down, or I mean, you cut down a, to a week every weekend a year or something, or every weekend instead of running seven days a week. Why can't Why can't we experience different characters on that same ship? Why can't I encounter the cruiser? You can. I mean, that, you should be able to. Uh, you should be able to. I mean, they've done books and comics now that take place in different timelines. Huh. You know, the, I, I, they're, the, the Star Cruiser, the Halcyon comic series, majority of it revolves 100 years before. A lot of it is like Old Republic. And then there's parts where Anakin and Padme are on board. Then there's parts where Han and Leia are on board. Then there's parts. I'm, here's that, a question for you. And, so for you, you and could. Your... You could. You would just have to have a cast that knows multiple stories. You would have to have. I mean, it's, it would be complicated. And right now, and there are, are big I will say this, that would be the big concern. There are, it's incredibly interactive, and there are big set pieces that change yeah. uh, physically throughout your event that would be hard to, like, I guess you'd just have to rework that gimmick because you'd want to use it because it's awesome into another story. I mean, would your family, would your family go back if you knew you could go back in February, and in February you're going to be cruising with the Skywalkers? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, if, if you change timelines, we'd go back. And I... I think we'll go back. Yeah, I think you'll go. But it's been almost a year. Yeah. You know, March will be a year, and we still haven't. And I kind of thought we would. I kind of thought we would in the fall. Like, we, when we left, we're like, we can't wait to do this again. The problem is that price point is tough to, to swallow for a second time. And um, I don't think there's anything that we – I mean, I think there are things we have not experienced because of the path we took, The but well, not a lot. Yeah, the only thing is, like, you're regretted that you – there was some merch you wanted to buy. Like, that was yeah. kind of it, right? Like, Yeah, merch I wish I had purchased. But again, we'd spent so much money. And there's so little room in those rooms. Right, and that's and that's <laughs> the piece about, everybody talks about Disney and money and profitability. And I think that's one of the things that we're going to, there's the tension right now, is do you want people to spend money on air? Things like Genie Plus and, you know, feeling like you're not doing things. Or do you want me out? spending money in the parks and, yeah. and encountering cast members and enjoying entertainment and um and merchandise and yeah, things like and, that. 
used to buy a you know a ton of Christmas ornaments and things every year with their custom lettering. Yeah, yeah. And we just kind of don't anymore. Mm. And we don't really we don't really go over we don't do some of those things that we used to do. Now some of that's time moves on and they're less they're less trendy maybe than they were then. But there's just little things that that we don't we don't. And it's not consume. that you're spending less money; you're just spending different money. Disney, that's one. Disney's still, still going to get your money. I'm probably spending more money. It's just yeah, uh, and you have less to show for it per se. And that's yeah, that. and that's where the so we'll see, we'll see. We're a few months out from really, I think, seeing what this shakeup means. Yeah. You're going to see more people go away. You're going to see new people get hired, and uh, we'll see how things go. I, I think I, I think we can start start talking about what this means mid January once the holidays are. Yeah, at, at the, the earliest. earliest you're talking about changes I think happening in mid January. Now, hopefully I'm wrong. And in like a week you'll be like, "Guess what?" Yeah. And I'm actually shocked that uh Splash Mountain is closing. I think that's a really bad idea. Um not because to get rid of it or whatever. I'm just thinking it's an e-ticket attraction. Yeah, unless they go Tron's open. Unless Tron's open, then I don't think it is. They've given I've said Tron's later. Yeah, I haven't seen what what it You know, unless they change Tron's date. Now, it has it has tested yeah, to go thrill ride to thrill ride, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Now I guess I'm going to try to get on Splash Mountain on my trip in December, which I wasn't expecting because it's cold. And, Oof. And, though it's not that cold. My, you you know, never my know, family though. there right now at the Airbnb, and it's 85 degrees this week. So You never know, though, in December. December, yeah. one day it'll be, you know, 80 degrees, and the next day it's 58. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you have a good holidays. We may be back before then. We oh, have we an should episode. be back. It's we'll only one the episode. second of December. That's true. We'll probably have at least one more episode before then. Maybe when everyone else gets healthy, we'll come back. We'll do another one, and I'll be gone in a couple weeks on my trip. So that will be a question. That will be the only thing if I'll if I'll be back. So I'm going to go for our Christmas trip to the Orlando area to stay at the world famous Airbnb. You can find it Airbnb.com. People are starting to book. I already booked spring break for some people next year. Yeah, get on. I, Stuff I, is I happening. I like to book in some dates, and the whole thing, the dang thing, was booked up. Yeah, like all of February, I think is is booked. Um, there's some, there's, it's starting to come back. We're starting to see there was a kind of a dry spell. Being honest, not true to us for everyone, and now it's starting to tick back around where people are starting to look at their trips. We've already had inquiries for next December, uh, so get on board. Airbnb.com. There are still some spring break weeks there in March that are available, and then most of the summer is still available right now. So we'd love to have you. Plan ahead. And the thing, working, working on the on thing. A- uh, some June dates in Nashville and back the first week in the November. In, uh, How do people follow? What's the best way? Like, is there a social page they should follow, Instagram page they should follow? Is there a I mean, They can follow group? me on social just media. Just Terry Weaver. Terry the Weaver. Uh, or Terry mostly Weaver. Terry Weaver everywhere. I'm on <laughs> Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Or just go to my, my website. I keep, I'll keep. i I'll do a post when yeah. we have dates. But, yeah. And you got Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, going to Nash- Jamaica. Yeah. Hopefully in, in Orlando and all over the place. Yeah. And uh, Derek Frank, who's watching now, he he did a, a YouTube review of the whole thing. I watched a good portion of that. Yeah, so. it was a fun review. Did Derek, Derek did a great job, and he actually did a great review of kind of like our VIP tour too. If you kind of want to see, obviously he couldn't shoot backstage. They're really, um, oddly trying to protect that, even though they've let you back there. Yeah, Universal does that too. When you go on their backstage, they're like, no cameras, put your cameras away. It's like, okay, there's some fences and Correct. some dumpsters. And a parking lot. Yeah, Universal, they really don't want you... One of the things they they really fight you on is if you have footage of the Hogwarts Express. Because once it leaves the station... You you can't see it once it leaves the station. If you're backstage, you can see it going to Islands of Adventure. Oh, yeah. And they don't like like, that you can see the Hogwarts. It's probably a licensing thing, too. 
Hogwarts Express like just going, you know, but backstage. Oh, because the your 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 screens on the inside mm-hmm, of it. So right. yeah. So they protect that pretty closely. But it's like, come on. Again, we're smart people. You know what though? Kudos to them. We're not trying to for, break for, the illusion. Yeah, for keeping the magic alive. And uh, I will say I've I've not seen more than fifteen minutes of any of the um Harry Potter movies. But the Hogwarts Express was fan that that, yeah, that illusion and that whole experience to go from park to park is amazing. Yeah. So take a look at those videos that uh, that came out. And I feel like Disney, okay, if you're gonna be so strict on shooting backstage, uh how about we empty the trash cans? Let's just start there and then you know, maybe that's not the photo you want out. And I think that's kind of the that's I think what everybody really wants from Bob Chapman. Chebec being gone is clean the trash can. Well, no, just like pick up the place. Yeah, you know, let's get back to the. I mean, I remember watching that. I know that I know you remember this special that was on this documentary back in the day when it was like, and after the parks close, the the Disney operations people come out and like paint every they night, repaint everything. Yeah, and and now it's like I'm not even sure they pick up the trash every yeah, night. Yeah, and so, um, I I think people would love to see that version of the Walt Disney World parks back. And, uh, you know, just where everybody cares again. All right. Well, we've said it all. That's Howard Stern always used to end everything. We've said it all. (laughs) Done everything we could do. I hope you guys had a great uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. We'll be back before Christmas, at least before New Year's. We'll come back. We'll do another show. Uh, I'll let you know how my my trip goes heading into the busiest weeks of the year. Uh, And there right before it turns to just... A yeah. nightmare, but still, still pretty busy. Yeah, we definitely need to do a show before you go. Before I go? That's, yeah. That's pretty soon, but we'll try. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Logan Seculo. I'm Jerry Weaver. We'll see you on the next show.